You're listening to the PBE Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the feed on Spotify, Pocket Casts, Anchor, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. You don't want to miss any great audio content from the pro baseball experience. Now let's get on with today's show. Welcome to Howling at a Full Moon, the NOLA podcast. Today, I'm joined by Slithery Smek and Does IT, who is also Jackson... Oh, fuck, I forgot your name. Marco. Yes, the Marco, that one. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I'm, hi, I'm Slithery Smek. You might have heard me on a few other podcasts, mainly the Fish Tacos podcast. <laughs> And I'm, right. you know, Cedos IT, I'm just a guy, you know, happy it's Friday, happy you've been on with work, ready to go, ready to podcast, you know how it is. Work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so my first question is your last player, Claus Van Burn, he retired pretty early. Why was that? Oh yeah, no, I uh, I got completely sidetracked by other leagues and having to deal with the drama that comes with that. Um, personally, while I loved that character and the backstory and the effort that I put into it, I mean, because we, we had wrote out quite a detailed story behind how it had gone from being part of the HH League over in the Netherlands to here and then the progression of everything. But I really wanted to max out a player. And by being like a season and a half behind, I just didn't really feel like I could do that properly. So for me personally, I felt like the best thing I could do is just retire retire that player. And I waited exactly for the first day where that player could stay with New Orleans for that final season versus retiring early and not being able to be on the roster. So I definitely planned things out to work in my favor um, and kind of help everything out. But you know, I just think it was the best choice for me. I've got a player now who I can optimize. I can really get into and build that backstory just like I did with the previous character. So I'm I'm just really excited about the whole thing. That's a bit more effort than I put in creating my player. Was that your... I, oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I just kind of went to a random name generator. <laughs> <laughs> So was that uh, your first character that you made? or Yeah, yeah. Uh, KVB was the first character I'd made. I had randomly stumbled across one of those Reddit recruitment posts under the uh, Detroit Tigers subreddit. I'm a Detroit everything person, by the way. Go yeah. everything Detroit. So, um, But yeah, I had stumbled across one of those posts, and I just was like, oh, yeah, this is exactly like something I would want to be a part of. Um, I had used the KVB name before in some offline stuff. I think like UFC was what I used it in. Um, and I thought Van Buren was kind of like kind of a badass name to use, right? Like kind of a weird one, but fun. Um, so yeah, that, that was my first guy ever. And it felt kind of weird to retire it so soon, but like I said, still the right call for me. And do you think, so, do you think you're going to be able to like yeah. get max earning on this character? Oh Yeah. I mean, the money struggle is pretty tight right now, but... No, it, no, it always is. Heck, no it question. for me right now. That's why I'm doing this podcast. 
I mean, it's hard, man. 18 mil, you, you try to look at all the ways you could make money and you're like, okay, there's a bunch here. And then you're you're doing the math in your head of like, how do I hit that number? Yeah, I'm glad because I'm getting paid. Uh, I got a new contract signed recently for like 8 mil, 9 mil, 10 mil. So hopefully that gives me enough money to to like actually upgrade my character decently but yeah i mean next season will be easier because i'm an updater now this is gonna be my first season doing that um so like the money push won't be as hard as it is right now but i mean like a week and a half to be able to try to figure out how i'm gonna get 18 mil out of podcast twitter writing press or whatever uh kind of crazy but it's kind of fun too i mean i got one of the weirdest like 60 question pressers going right now. I think I spent two and a half hours last night writing out answers to things about conspiracy theories that I have known nothing about. Not really what I expected, but hey, I'll roll with it. I can type that out. Yeah, so uh, what was it like that you retired and then now you're on the same team? Honestly, like it, it was kind of surprising to me because you have to place a lot of trust in my ability to actually stick around. Cause I, I definitely yeah. burned this team. That's without question, something I did and it sucks. And I felt terrible about it. And now I kind of get this chance at redemption. And that's a really cool story for me. Um, being able to kind of like take some of the failures of the past player and just shove them out of the way with how good this guy's going to be. I, I think that's going to be good for the team and, um, I'm going to fit our window anyway when we're winning. So mm-hmm. I feel pretty good about it. But yeah, I had really no idea that this was even a possible destination when I first started out recreating. Um, I kind of assumed I would just be like, oh, okay, well, I scouted you. Bye. Go somewhere else. But that's not really what happened. And I, I originally thought I'd go later, like third round, kind of forgot about expansion or I guess didn't really know at the time that that mm-hmm. was going to happen. Um, but I really did expect to go late, like third round or something like that. And then, uh, the week leading up to the draft, every team hit me up. I realized I was second in TPE for all rookies, which was kind of surprising to me. Um, and got a bunch of attention. A bunch of people seemed to message me about picking me in the second, early second, stuff like that. And then after talking with the front office with New Orleans, pretty continuously in the two days leading up to the draft it was you know like hey this is a real thing we're probably going to take you if you're there and uh that's how it went i'm really stoked about it i i just uh noticed that you said you thought you were going to get picked late like the third round that was a sixth round pick so (laughs) well it's different this year because of how few prospects we had we had 58 um I mean, I think the value of different draft picks has definitely changed because of this. I mean, I think we're going to see a lot more teams pushing that soft cap to the limits just because we're not seeing thirds. Speaking of, like, that's what I was thinking. That's what I'm seeing is I think they should just make the soft cap penalty like second rounds instead of thirds. Because I honestly think that third rounds and fourth rounds aren't going to have as much potential value as they used to. And so it's not as much of a hit to like go over the soft cap now. Yeah. So snack, I have some questions for you now. Crow hasn't played in the minors yet. I did play in the minors. Huh? I did play a year in the minors. 
Yeah, so like the way the new seasons or the new draft thing works. That's true, yes. Is that you're guaranteed to have a season of the minors? Right. That's true. I don't know what your stats are, but I do know that Snack had one really good year in the minors. Yeah, he did. I think I had two really good years in the minors. I had in the minors, I had uh, a 321 season with 1.1 war and a 336 average season with 4.2 war. Yeah, I was, I was talking about the four war season. Oh yeah, very good season there. Uh, so what was the transition like, going from being really really good in the minors to not so good in the majors? It, I think it's kind of expected to sort of struggle in the majors, even if you've been killing it in the minors. Um, but I I didn't really expect to struggle even three seasons in. Like I, I think that this season, this upcoming season twenty one, I'm gonna do really well. Like the, I'm probably gonna start to go into my breakout seasons uh, in the next two years. So I think the game's probably gonna favor me on that front. Pinkies crossed. But I mean, I don't think your season, your twenty thirty six season, was bad. It's not bad. That's no, I think it was that slightly is- underwhelming considering my stats, though. Like I've well, had. I think we. Uh, we consider that two war mark in real life, right? Where two war is, you are a starting level baseball player. Yeah. And that's hundred games, yeah, so it's one point three war. And because, well, because I'm a DH, it kind of doesn't rate me on my defense. It that only too. rates me on the offense. True. So then, if you want to look at a bad season, you just go to the index. You, you go to C. And you click Rob Cena Jr. Just <laughs> look at that. Or Rob Cena Jr. Uh, uh, what's it been like just playing for the Rougarous? Can I, like, go into my player's history a bit? Yeah, definitely do that. So, I started off, uh, I was drafted to the Crabs in the fifth round with... Richie Bonanza, like, I think Richie was drafted right before or after me, one of the two. And then, uh, after that, uh, like, right after my third season, I was picked up in the, uh, no, 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 uh, I was traded to Cancun for, like, like, it was me and, like, two other dudes who I don't think really did anything for Hunter Harrison. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not unhappy about that trade, I mean... For one, I don't think I was going to get that much playing time on the Crabs for a fat while. And two, I was traded for Hunter Harrison. So, that's pretty good. Uh, and then afterwards, I was traded... Or no, I was picked up in the expansion draft by the Rougarous. Like, literally right after. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, like, two days after. Or, like, one day after, I was just picked up in the expansion draft. You know, sometimes you just gotta find the right the right fit. Yeah, I think it's worked out pretty well. Like I've always wanted to go to a team that was gonna be a contender, but like not necessarily right away. Like I think the crabs are kind of going outside their window right now. I don't think they're gonna be able to compete for like in the next like um, a while, right? It's gonna be a couple years because they just lost a good amount of their better players. Yeah. They're not, like, really good on TP. I mean, they're still good. I mean, the Voyagers are going to beat them 9 times out of 10, though. It's the thing. 
and um, the Cancun hasn't really had their window ever since they won the World Series because uh, Hunter Harrison and I always get J A Jacks and the Jabs. I always get Jag Jabs and Jacks mixed <laughs> up. So one of those two, I think it was Jacks. But I I feel pretty good about where I am right now, especially because we we do have the potential to compete in like three seasons, two seasons for a title. Yeah, but our picks work out. We're gonna be. That's the good. thing. The picks have to work out. Like yeah. Like, we have a good probability of making it to the playoffs, but I just don't want to have another underwhelming season. I think having an underwhelming season this year might actually just kill us. Like... Yeah, I think our haters are working out fine. I mean, I mm. could do a little more, maybe. Just, like, more than two updates this last season. Yeah. But pitching-wise, Galvin and... Don't know if I can say his name... Johnny is, uh, they're looking pretty good, and then we have DeMarco now, so if we can get that core to all be fine, then I think we can be a legitimate contender in the next few seasons. I I think a lot of the problem with our pitching is it's just so young. Um, A lot of these guys are within the first five years of their career. Well, everyone is now, because we lost... Uh, Grover to the expansion. Well, where's draft. McQueen at now? Was McQueen fourteen? Coco. Oh, right, 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 right. Coco McQueen's still in there. Which I mean, right. so honestly, I, mean, he... I still think we would be better off as a team if McQ- if uh, Phillies fans recreated. <laughs> I mean, but then then what? Then we're pushing the window even further into the future. Not now. I mean, like when he got the team. Oh yeah, I mean that's possible. But it was only three. If he was a fourteen, team came in and what seventeen? Yeah. So he would have had only a three season gap. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, uh, actually, I don't even know when uh, Coco was like. Was is he like a season thirteen? If I remember right, he's thirteen or fourteen. Okay, never mind then. I know Nola came in season eighteen. That was my draft class. Best draft class. Here, let me take a look at the compendium real quick. Because I <laughs> think I might have the second or third most TPE. No, I have the third most because Richie Bonanza. With... I'm nowhere we're... close to being number one. So, by next season, we're going to have, like, Brew, Christopher Brew, at, like, I think mm-hmm. 950. We're going to have J.R. Cook at. 1,000 by the end of the season. We're going to have me at like 1,100. Oh, shit, yeah. No, I always say this in every single podcast I'm on. J.R. Cook is the biggest steal. He was drafted in the the eighth round, I think. He basically makes up for the failures of Finn and I for dropping out so quick. Like, Adamore doesn't really hurt us. I I, I was more bummed about Finn. Like, we could have gotten so many good players in that draft, but we just ended up with Finn, and then he just dropped out immediately. The Finn thing sucks for me, because he talked to me a ton when I first came in, and we were both, like, really excited, and then he wasn't there? And I had introduced him to another league that we were in, and he was kind of around, and then it stopped at the same time. Yeah. So I I really don't know what was going on at the time, but it sucks, because I liked his player, I liked the little backstory he had with it, 
the I don't want to know. Cool. I don't want to know the backstory if it's as bad as the name. <laughs> but I mean, he uh, he put up crazy numbers for us in the minors last year, so I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, he was one of the best pitchers last year in uh, in the minors. It was kind of crazy to be like, oh yeah, this is a guy that I started out with. Um, and then he was still there in the minors. It was weird, but mm-hmm. helped us make that playoff push with the Sixers. So it was pretty cool to have him uh, in memoriam, I guess. And then I think Stefano is also, like, I think he's the highest earning in Season 18 right now, or in the Season 18 regression I season. I think that's true. Yeah. He was kind of like when he was coming to the league, everyone knew he was number one pick. He's like the safest number one pick that you could possibly make. Yeah. And he's gonna have uh he's he has a front loaded uh contract too. So once we get into season twenty four, twenty five, twenty six, he's still gonna be signed, but he's only gonna be making like five mil uh he, he's gonna be making five mil and twenty four, one mil and twenty five and point five mil or like fifty five hundred K in season twenty six. Maybe I should start bragging to him about my contract so, even though he's like two hundred million more dollars than I do. The only thing that really is going to kill us is the contracts, because, I mean, sure, in, like, one season or two seasons, we're, like, we're going to have practically our whole starting line at that 1,000 TPE, but, uh, I don't really, I don't really know, like, if we're going to be able to maintain a decent contract. We're, we have 121 mil in uh, cap space taken up right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're over the soft right now for this year and probably next year, so. I mean, it, the new, were the limits for the the certain amount of TPs, a certain amount of money, was that put in when they made the archetype change? No, I think that's always been a thing, but they put in a rule where you couldn't front load a contract. I see. I mean, because of uh, I think Philly you, fans deal. <laughs> you can, you still can front load it, but, but you, can't you can't do the forty million insane front load. Well, you can, f- yeah, you can front load it, but you can't like ultra front load it. Yeah, which I mean is a good rule. I mean, it was yeah. getting kind of ridiculous from what Philly's, I saw. Philly fan contract was I think fifty million, sixty million at the start, and then he gave himself point like five hundred k. For like I mean, it makes sense. Years. You want to build a window, and yeah. if it's not against the rules at yeah. the time, you can't really blame someone for doing that. It's just that, oh my god, that's such a detrimental effect to everyone else. Like, because that's how much money based on like minimums and stuff. You're I think that's up amazing. At that point. It's, it's <laughs> name. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah, I think that's all I have on that matter. All right. So, for your final question, that's for just you. Did you enjoy my poem? Dude, I loved that poem. That was such an amazing... Here, do you want me to read it? Please read it. PB uh, Media. I need to, like, go to the PB Media site. Alerts. View all alerts. Here it is. <clears throat> Slithery snack. More like slithery snack how does a snake play baseball it should really run track but this slithery snack is deserving of all my love 
He's better than he's better than crack. <laughs> he hits every ball, makes our makes all our pants fall. Slithery Snack, come back. So the, like for context, this is when I was a uh, I was technically a free agent because my contract expired, but I was always I was always gonna sign back with New Orleans. I mean, you said in the when we were playing Among Us that whoever wrote you a poem, you would sign with them. I had to make sure it would. Happen. No, I never said that. I said if you write me a poem, I'll sign with you, like you specifically. Mm. Well, I wrote the poem. That's what matters. You came back. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was definitely part of my decision to come back. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, so this is, one is for. All of us. What is your favorite memory of the league? So for me, I think my favorite memory is my draft interview with Philly's fan. He just started asking me. Just he asked the best questions I think I've ever been scouted with. He just they're so unique compared to everyone else. Everyone else is like, "Are you gonna be active? Are you?" gonna enjoy the league and then Philly's fan is like talking about like conspiracy theories and stuff I've always found the the pre-draft interview thing interesting especially having gone through it yet again pretty recently um almost everyone asks the same exact questions and I, I don't know what people are expecting to get out of some of them like the activity level stuff how often is someone going to say, like, oh, nah, yeah, I don't actually plan on being around here. <laughs> you're, you're trying to get drafted higher. It's in your best interest to be like, yeah, of course I'm going to max out. So I, I don't know what you can legitimately draw from that sort of question. Yeah, Maybe I just I don't know I, how honest people are. but I'm, I may have said one time to one or two interviewers I didn't want to go to their team that I didn't think I was – gonna be a max earner maybe i would earn a little bit on the side i mean it's just it's kind of interesting and then like when there's little inaccuracies with how people put questions in there when it relates to like player builds and things like that uh, which is cool that people are asking in the first place like how do you plan on building your player do you do you have people you're modeling after it that that's cool stuff i mean as a GM, you would definitely want to know that and know what they're trying to do in a few seasons. But um, I forget who it was, but there was something that was incorrect about like how stuff was calculated, and I was kind of thrown off by it because I've done a, a bajillion different tests on different arm slots and how it actually affects pitches and it, a bunch of stuff like that. And I was just looking at it, and I didn't know how to answer the question. Because I couldn't answer the question without being wrong. <laughs> so I don't know what... I, I don't know. I don't know what I was supposed to do about that. So, like, what were those cons conspiracy theories that he asked about? And he asked some... Like, basically, when I was interviewing with him, I have it pulled up. So he... Uh, Asked if I was enjoying the league. I told him that I recreated because my last guy didn't. He didn't go so well. He was a Crabs player. He lasted about a season and a half in the minors. Then I just kind of left the league for six seasons. Uh, but then I said that I recreated. And then he said it's going to be his next question. I said, 
that I knew that because I was psychic. And then he was like, do I need to ask more questions? And I said I predicted that they would draft me with my psychic powers. I, I was right. So maybe <laughs> I was tricking Phillies fan into drafting. I think my favorite moment would probably have to be um I think minors had a, like a lot of really good moments. I'll get to that and then I'll get to my favorite moment in majors, but in minors, uh I was like it was like ten o'clock probably PM and a sim finished up earlier and it was like I think I hit my like second home run of the season. So I was looking through oh second home run of my career even because this was on my first season as a minor leaguer. But I was looking through the uh, the data, and I like found that I hit. So I, I hit a grand slam, but I hit a walk off. Or no, it wasn't a walk off. Sorry, but I hit a, a, a inside the park grand slam. And so I look back at the inside the park grand slam, and uh, I think someone took a video of it, and it's like probably the most glorious thing I've ever seen because we're all just like in the in the in the Mounties chat we were all uh like really hyped about this one play that we didn't even see on a stream because it wasn't even recorded like on Twitch because it wasn't our game but I think that was really fun uh, and another fun thing would probably be that um mm, uh, honorable mention to like the first time I hit a home run because just Diesel's reaction and probably my most favorite thing was when I hit went for the cycle in the uh, in the PVE World Series or P the minor league PVE World Series and for majors my favorite thing would probably be when I stole three times against the Aviators. I went from like first to third on two throwing errors, um, and then I went just first to second on one. But that was really fun. I think it like sort of like mimicked what I wanted to do with my player. So that's it was like prime slithery snack. My prime moment would be robbing. Oh, that's right. I remember. I remember. I robbed a home run on stream one time. I think. My guy did a leap and catch at the wall. The commentary didn't say if it was a home run or not, but I'm counting that as a robbed home run in my eyes. He would probably be on Tahini Top 5 if that was a thing at that point. Yeah. But I, I was already a six-round draft pick, which, I mean, I know that Phillies fan, he wanted to take me, so I ended up going to NOLA. But so many, because he was a newer GM, he wasn't really around when I had been a fairly high draft pick. I think I was a third round pick and then just kind of left. So he wasn't around then and he ended up taking me. Most of the other GMs, I feel like just were not going to even take a chance. I mean, I could have gone to like the eighth or ninth round if it wasn't for Phillies fan drafting me. Yeah, I mean, I went to the fifth round, so I don't know what I would have dropped to 
because I, I only got interviewed by like I think two teams. The only reason why I was picked up by, um, I think it was Diesel. I I I actually don't know. I think it was Leifer actually. The only reason I got picked up by him is because I made a Topman or a uh Hotspur. No, a, one of the football teams, like British football. Uh, I made a reference to one of their teams, and I think that's why he kind of noticed and drafted me. Yeah. I only knew it because my dad always like says that <laughs> he follows <laughs> British football because he's from there. But yeah, the only thing I know about soccer is Lionel Messi. Yeah, that's fair. I know. Almost nothing about it, but I was a season ticket holder for a very small, like, third-tier American soccer team that was in Lansing. They literally lasted one season before folding. Tragic. How'd you get the season tickets, though? I bought them. For how (laughs) much? People. Uh, It wasn't that much, really. Like, so we were in the, like, supporters section... Because they were definitely trying to build that culture of, like, excitement and we're going to be like the European clubs and have fun. and Sure, whatever. So me and my buddy were like, cool, we'll do the supporters club. It was like 220 bucks or something mm-hmm. for the season because you didn't get a seat because they expected you to, like, be standing and doing things. Yeah. And so we had met up at the uh, – there was a brewery right next door to the stadium, which is the same stadium that um, the Lansing Lugnuts play at, the um, single-A affiliate for – Toronto. Yeah. So they played in the same place. It was just a really terribly spray painted soccer field on top of a baseball um, area. Like the mound literally had fake grass put over it for oh, the guns. It was terrible. No wonder they only made it a season. But we yeah, would meet up with season. everyone and like march to the stadium and do all this stuff. It was a great time. I still have no clue what was going on, 95% <laughs> of it. But, you know, I got to be loud and make chants, and, yeah, that was great. <laughs> That's amazing, yeah. One question, though. If this opportunity came up again, would you do it? Oh, yeah. I would have done it. I would have re-signed up for the second season of that, too, if they wouldn't have folded. I mean... I I could think of way worse things to spend 220 bucks on every year, though. So yeah, it was it was worth the money. It was a good time. Plus, I got a cool scarf out of it. You know, keep me warm in the winter. Yeah. Uh, so now we can move on to the questions that the people on the forum gave us. Oh my gosh, people actually gave us questions on the forum? Yeah, we got some real questions. We got some not Philly's real questions. Philly's fan gave us like 25 questions. See, I can't even answer half those because I've already partially answered them in the presser because a lot of them yeah. are similar, but ooh, we'll see. All right, so the, these are from uh, Poe. He says, what do you like or dislike about the archetype change from last season? I really like the fact that I, I think my archetype gained like 200 TPE potential and like 200 T, like probably like 150 TPE starting TPE. So, like, I, in theory, my performance sh- like should have jumped by a lot, like combined with like the TPE that I earned and the, the TPE gained from, uh, 
the archetypes, but I mean it didn't really, but I feel like I just have a like a lot better potential. The thing I didn't like about it though is that I'm literally gonna run out of TPE to spend soon. Like because I'm a DH, I'm almost capped. I, I've capped one of my uh, contacts, and I'm about to cap the other. Like it's probably gonna be in two weeks that I cap the other. Uh, and then I then need to go through. I think avoid K's. No, no, I need to go I. I need to complete I, and then that's about it. Like, after that, it's just the... I think... It's just gap, and then stealing. And then I'm fucking done. So, like, I'm running out of fucking room here. Unless I want to go into a position. That's lame! I want to be a DH. That's why I created my player to be. I was going to ask about that, man. Because, like, I was going through our roster last night when we were trying to figure a few things out, and I was like, man, what if we just put Snack at first, since we don't really have... You know, things going on, and I don't know if we want to put Rotor Wash, our newly acquired guy, in third or where or whatever. Because, I mean, none of you guys have defense. No. There's, there's yeah, no defense. defense. I, I mean, I'm amazing defense. You defense have great is the defense. the only thing I do. I can't hit. I, I couldn't hit water if I jumped off the Titanic while it was sinking, but <laughs> I, can, well, did it I, sink? can catch a, I can catch a baseball. But I mean, you've got you got 65 at first base, and I was like, huh, what if we just put you there? But uh, you know, DH is fine. What build did you actually choose? Like, which arc are you? Who me or you? Yes. Yeah, I went so initially I went contact and uh DH, but recently I just went uh, the streak. So we need to get you to 100 stealing, or whatever it is, No, because right? there's actually, like, a certain... Well, I think it tops out about 80. But if there's, like, a point where if you increase your speed, your, like, stealing rate, just, like, your stealing success rate goes down. Or No, it's, I think your stealing rate goes down. Because I think speed is how often you steal, and stealing just how good you are at stealing. Yeah, exactly. That's interesting. I'm going to have to look into that. So there's like at one point it's like if you increase one, but like if you increase both of them, like for some reason it just like you start to suck more at stealing. That's really interesting. There's I'm like gonna have a to balance look into it. Hit. Yeah, it's weird. I think you should ask a who is it that told me that? I think you want to ask. Um, I should kind of forgot who told me. Let me check. It, it's somewhere in like the graded PBE media is where I. Oh, found you want to ask uh, Majesty about it? Oh yeah, he would be a good go-to for that sort of thing. It's just it feels weird to me that that is a possibility, and I wonder if we need to retest that in 21. Because one of the things that I always noticed back in 14, 15, like the earlier years, was like it didn't really matter like you could just put your steel at whatever and speed didn't seem to matter in your stealing rate or anything but yeah that's a long time ago now and it's different this league is so much different than playing an online league or playing on your own Mm -hmm. there's so many weird things i know with strategy um, especially in the minors the fact that no one can play defense there really screws up like optimal strategy so that was All fun to learn. players play defense in the minors. Defense, I maxed out basically before I touched hitting. 
hitting like 210 in the minors, but I was I almost broke the record single season for zone rating, which is held by my former player. Oh, that's hilarious. That was going to be what I was going to make if I didn't make a, another pitcher. I mean, I got two into trying to optimize pitches and things like that, but um, I was going to do shortstop and then be pretty much purely defense from the start, get everything to 40, and then uh, max that range out even in the minors and see what kind of ridiculous stuff I could do with it, but glad I yeah, went this way. Just, if you're shortstop or center field in the minors and you just – go all defense, you're, you're going to break defensive records. If I didn't only stay one year in the minors, if I'd stayed two years, the career zone record, I would have demolished it. But well, and it, it should be easier now, too, because the higher ground ball rate, I mean, starters drunk ball 65% now. That's pretty high, uh, and that's not what it was before. So you could definitely put up some new, better defensive metrics now than you used to be able to as an infielder. No love to the outfielder. Uh, next question, still from Poe, says, do you think that PBE needs to change any rules? What ones and why? I kind of have one for this. It's not really a change, but more of a clarification. Um, because for pitchers, pitch changes you just paid your million dollars or whatever and changed it out now it says it's like a one-time thing in the new rule book and that's something i'm not entirely sure on does that mean like you get one opportunity in your whole career to switch all of your pitches or i i don't know i don't know if that's really a good idea or what because in real life people drop and add pitches every few seasons depending on their arm and i don't know i just uh felt kind of weird about reading that one uh for me i think a rule they should not necessarily change but they should implement a rule that if i agree to suck at hitting forever i should have like they, when you go into the commissioner mode, you go into the editor. All the ratings go up to two fifty. I should get two fifty in every defensive rating if I agree to stay at this one forty hitting pace. I think. Just increase your hitting stats, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to increase my hitting now. Cause yeah, or else I'm gonna be mad at you. <laughs> Need to like hit those game winners instead of striking out every two seconds. No, but think how think. How many runs I've saved for our team? It was two last year. Probably a lot. A lot less than... Probably a lot more than you scored. In the minors, I was putting up like 17 ZR, and then I went to the majors, and I put up like three. Well, ZR is an aggregate rating, so everyone else is putting up good numbers too, then that's how it's going to go. Because in the uh, minors, you get higher because it's, like, compared to the other players. And All right, let's see. see. I put up 2.6 and 1.2 in my major league years. Last year, I hit 149 with 164 strikeouts. 
I got my first career triple though, so I'm proud of that. An OPS plus of 33. Career WRC plus of 30 though, so... I have my... I, I think I'm gonna break out this year. I'm, I'm gonna hit like 180 is my expectation. Once I actually do an update. Because I... Last year, even though I wasn't updating... I was doing weekly trainings and activity checks. I did like two PPs and I did the championship week. So it's not like I wasn't earning anything. I just wasn't earning a lot, but I earned enough that I think my, my hitting will improve. Yeah, I mean, really all you need to do is get that, that contact and avoid Ks up. A little bit of BAIP action. You'll be good to go. Yeah. I uh going back to the archetype thing for a second because I uh I really like the changes that were made especially from a pitcher focus. Things feel so much more realistic to me now that not every single pitcher you face is throwing a 88 to 90 mile an hour fastball um or Nothing. whatever weird junk ball stuff that was going on before. I Double think we had circle change. <laughs> yeah, change, circle change, circle change plus knuckleball. God, I hated the knuckleball meta. Let, let me like when I first came in um, with that season 17 guy with KVB and looking at it, I was like, wait a second. Why is everyone a knuckleball player? Yeah. And I was looking through it all and I was like, this is really dumb. I hate this because yeah. there's no there's no real life guy like that. There, there's. Mm-hmm. A handful in the past 10 years, really, who have had any form of success. And I'm glad that's gone now. Uh, I think think, we're reflecting baseball much better. I think that since it is a league to have fun, I think you should be able to have, like, one on each team. Like, maybe a limited number per team. Not like when an entire staff is just knuckleballs. And they have like a 1.5 ERA across the staff during the playoffs, like Utah. I mean, I don't think that it's a smart idea to like limit uh, how many pitchers of each type can be in each team. I think like a team should be able to build a team how they want. I just don't really, I just don't really see why knuckleballers are considered so good in this freaking game. I mean, there's a reason why. There's only, like, so, a certain number of knuckleballers, like, ever to play yeah. in the MLB. In uh, OOTP, part of what makes it so good is that knuckleball takes up so little stamina. They can just keep throwing pitches, and they they just don't really get tired compared to the other guys. I mean, that's not really a problem anymore, is it? Because 130 max... Yeah, it's not a problem anymore, but that that's one of the main things that everyone was mad about before. Yeah, I mean, I knew from playing online leagues and getting those randomly generated prospects, occasionally you'd have a top five draft pick who would be a knuckleballer. And that always felt weird. And uh, occasionally it would be somebody who had over an 80 or I guess with here over an 100 in their knuckle. Um, which was very interesting to see the results of in-game. So coming in and seeing it, I kind of understood 
why it was so good. I just didn't really know why it was allowed in the first place. It was it was kind of weird, especially when you added a circle change or a change. Uh, there's a question from CMac8. It says, which fictional universe would you rather live in? The wizarding world like Harry Potter, Transformers, or Pokemon? Assume that you are a wizard, interact <laughs> with Transformers, and are a Pokemon trainer. <laughs> why would you? Why would you want to be a tra- in the Transformers universe? Like they just get stabbed every two seconds. It's not like you could be a Transformer either, right? But are yeah, you like? He said you inter- He said interact with Transformers, not be a Transformer. Right. Like so, what uh, you get squashed by Transformers? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Pokemon. Pokemon, one hundred percent. Really. For me. I mean, for me, I think I would go with... Dude, the uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter is like a goddamn dictatorship half the time. Oh, hey, we're the... the uh, What are they? The governing, the governing body of the Wizarding magic. World. Yeah, the yeah, Ministry yeah. of Magic is... But there, we found out with the, the other book, I don't remember the name, the, Cre- the Monsters one, that there's uh, American ones too. So I mean, yeah, but they'd never cover it because apparently America's inferior. I don't know. Like You'd think that America would have, like, a lot better, like, a lot more wizards, right? Or is it, like, are they, do they, like, have a less lesser wizards per muggles ratio? I, I don't know. We'll have to oh. maybe, like, write some mail to J.K. Rowling. Wouldn't it be because we haven't been a country that long? And so all of the wizards who would have come here would have immigrated from another country in the first place? We also could be putting too much thought into this. What if King George III was a wizard? (laughs) (laughs) Why, Why would you choose Pokemon Universe? Because... It's not Harry Potter. I feel like in Harry Potter, like... There's way too many just, like, people getting completely murdered or, like, okay, turned into a frog. The, the European wizard. You go to, like... Well, who knows? It could be worse in America. They could have, like... Guns. Terrorist wizards. I don't know. <laughs> oh. but, but think about the Pokemon world. Like, so what? You're, you're a 10-year-old kid? Congrats, here's dangerous animals that you supposedly can control. Well, no one uh, ever gets killed in them. Um, When's the last time you've ever seen someone getting killed in Pokemon? I don't know, man. I don't know if I could handle an electric shock or whatever. And like, so isn't the if whole... you're a Pokemon trainer, you probably have like increased endurance to everything. I don't know, man. Apparently, it could survive electric mouth shocks. Well, and then, okay, so you fight someone, right, with your Pokemon or whatever, and then you're done, and then. If you lose, you're like, oh, well, here's thousands of whatever currency we're using. What if that's like, like it's like, it's pro- I think that's, yeah, I think that's yen, or, like, equivalent to the Japanese yen. So, I, I am a 10-year-old, I just lost I'm a 10-year-old, I just lost $10. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> like, there would be, like, the illegal Pokemon trade. Like, there would be people... Yeah, I know, cutting off... Pokemon. People like they they literally men, like mentioned this I think both in the games and the anime where the people cut off slowpoke tails, yeah, and they sell them to like people for people to eat them. 
I mean, I wouldn't be a slowpoke, though. I mean, this is literally like real life. It's more like real life than... At least it's not, oh yeah, I got, like, mauled by a dragon or I got stepped on by a transformer. You could get mauled by a dragon, though. There's, like, the... There, I mean, sure, but at least I have something to protect me with. Like, how long does it take to, like, train a Pokemon compared to, like, learning a lot of magic spells? I mean, Harry it, Potter, you know, it only took seven years to basically defeat the darkest demon thing. But he was the I mean, chosen one. Imagine instead he? Just yeah, 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 he was the chosen one. Are we one. sure about that? I thought in the sixth, I thought in the order of the, fe- or, uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, in the sixth one, they kind of went over the whole chosen one thing. Yeah. What if it was Neville Longbottom? Half-Blood No, no, wait, was... I mean, Neville Longbottom kind of shanked the the snack, unfortunately. No shank snack. No shank snack. But, uh, yeah, I guess that's my answer. I'd still choose the Harry Potter universe. That's fair. No question. Even if I was just a, a muggle in it, I wouldn't really care. That would I just mean, be this world. Right? That would literally yeah, just be living exactly. in it. But it's it's still better than having your, like, world get invaded by giant robots every other year. Yeah, that is by far the worst one. Like, oh, hey, look, robots are fighting each other in the street. Cool. I'm going to go to work now. <laughs> no, it's always in, like, China or something. That's true. I mean, I haven't really watched that many of them. I watched, like, one of them. Yeah, I was going to say, when's the last time any of us watched a Transformers anything? When I was about 12. I'm I'm 19 you, now. You used to have, like, the cartoon one. Transformers. So giant, like, wall of questions that Phillies fan put in. Like, Just what pick, pick some at random. No, pick all pick of them. The, pick all of pick them. Pick some of the PBE ones, at least. Some of the PVE ones, alright. What is a PVE conspiracy that we should solve? <laughs> <laughs> I should have seen this one coming. Talks about That's PBE. probably the best question. Huh. A PVE conspiracy? Mm-hmm. The fact that, uh... Mm. Benton is actually uh, Johnny Time Two in disguise. Ooh. Maybe we could start one that the PB is like the NBA, and Helmus God is rigging the league. That's why I suck so much. Yes, that's why the Vandals again got eliminated in the conference. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that that should be our basis of our. I think that no, that should be the base of our conspiracy though. Is that the fact that the Vandals keep losing in the conference finals? That's true. Maybe Hummus God is being blackmailed by somebody. No, we gotta use that conspiracy theory that that one guy wrote up. That that's my favorite. The uh the one that was like yesterday. Oh, the. <laughs> The, um, big, the big joke. Yeah, let me look at oh, the media was it the real thing quick. Where the dude got like the best offseason post. His his uh his colleagues were. Ba- let me take a look at this. Where is it? I don't have time it, it for this. Someone got banned, and there was the other guy that was like asking a million. Uh, um, earlier today, a few of my colleagues were banned from the PB general server for spamming. Let me be very clear and upfront about this. This ban was justified, and I have no problem with the action taken by my head office. Uh, 
No, instead, the issue I have is the way that my investigation was handled by head office. <laughs> it's kind of just Johnny Times 2 going, I don't care. And then Hubba's God also going, I don't care. But... And that started 12-ish, 13 pages of... <laughs> Wait, how many pages are there now? 14! Wait, 14. so this guy was mad that he was trying to investigate a band that he thought was justified and that people were confused by that? That was, that was where I got confused. I was like, wait a second. So you know that your people, your colleagues, were in the wrong. And then you... I, I don't know. I think I wrote in there, like, you know what would have happened if you had just said, when he says, oh, it's spamming. Like, come on, it's spamming. That's obviously not allowed. Like, you know what? He If he would have just said, like, oh, no, okay. I yeah, that's cool. Some... How long's the band for? None of this would have happened. I saw a message in the Discord where he was trying to be, he, he was trying to get them to point out an exact like clause in the rule book that said no spamming in the discord i just don't get it man i i don't know if that was a hill to die on i really don't like i could definitely understand where he felt jaded about the type of response that was given just because it wasn't hyper professional or anything but this is a volunteer thing that we're having fun with so this, there's no money at stake here i'm personally like decently active in this one I think it has 250,000 people discord server in it now and I mean I do have admin firms in it but like whenever someone spams we just ban them like usually they know that they're spamming and usually they know like they're usually just a troll who's like in there for the sole purpose of spamming and then wanting to be banned so I mean I don't see how you don't know that spamming is bad <laughs> in, like, any Discord. No, it's not even an internet thing. It's, like, I think it's more a real-life thing. It, even if, like, if you put, like, or if you, like, talk a lot, even in real life, obviously you're going to get yelled at. If you po post, like, a hundred flyers on the goddamn wall, they're going to be all taken down because someone's like, where the hell did this wall go? It's filled with a bunch of paper. Well, and then there was the hummus god's dad guy who registered and then started posting in there and i thought that was kind of hilarious personally <laughs> uh the next question this one isn't a pve question but i think it's one of the best questions he posted it says how many chickens would it take to kill an elephant Mm, here, here. Let me C H I C K E N. I'm just looking up chicken right now, so I can see it's an ad. No, I don't want to look at the the meat. A live it's chicken. Just like KFC redirects. I had to look up a live chicken. Um, live chicken. So it, it would it would have to either like scratch it with its claws or peck it to death. Those are the only I mean, ways. I... Okay, no, I'm not going to say that. This but is to kill an elephant, what, right? Yes. To kill an elephant, how many chickens would you need? Probably. I think we need to ask Jack. I'd say about a thousand. Like, because I, I, 500 just seems a bit, like, not enough. But, but what if there's, like, six chickens, actually maybe more than six, like, 25 chickens that climb up and... They're an not smart enough to do that. Now, an elephant's ear is pretty big, so the chickens... Just go You're about to say something else, aren't you? 
Huh? <laughs> Were you about to say something other than the... Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> but... I mean, it only takes one. Well... It's just a really... Yeah, really but like, slow chickens... Death. Chickens don't have that big of an intellect. I don't know. Like, would they be bloodlusted chickens? All it would have to do is scratch it, happen to have some sort of bacteria <laughs> on its claw thing, and then... But the that's not the chicken killing it, that's the bacteria killing it. But the chicken, chicken gave it the bacteria. Yeah. That's like saying that mosquitoes kill people. Mosquitoes don't kill well, people. Well, technically they do. If you Google, do mosquitoes kill people, it'll say yes. Then I guarantee it right now. Kill people. Okay, Alexa. <laughs> Alright, okay, cool. Yeah, I guess. So I guess that settles it. A chicken with fucking malaria or whatever the heck <laughs> could affect a, an elephant. Here's someone's that uh, he says DeMarco hasn't seen yet. Okay. Uh, who will be this year's Rookie of the Year? Not me. Definitely won't be me. It's going to be hard and long, for sure, for OBX. I mean, you come up with 700 TPE and you're starting, and his build is pretty dang optimized from what we've talked about. Yeah, he's going to – he's he got this more one. TPE than me, and he joined, like, halfway through the season after me. Yeah, I definitely think he's going to win it, and I think OBX is uh, on their way. Yeah. Unfortunately. After last year being dreadful, but – Fill in the blank. When in doubt, blank it out. Uh, wait, was that the question? Yeah, that that's a question. When in doubt, what it out? Yeah. Pet. You gotta fill in the blank. When in <laughs> doubt, pet it out. Maybe. I mean, isn't this a perfect opportunity to just say yeet and <laughs> I mean he could. I hate that I actually like took a second to think about that question. And like how do I answer it? Yeah, how dare you? There's so many questions. Who is your favorite dictator? I don't have a favorite dictator, they're all dictators. That's a tough one. Like, probably, uh, um, my favorite dictator, King George III. Alright, next. The magician? <laughs> King George III, the magician. I mean, I think my favorite dictator is Kim Jong-un. I mean, he's died, like, seven times. But he's still here somehow. I know. I like. I thought he died, and then he's like, he apologizes. Is he a Canadian? Can, does he have like the ability to po apologize from the grave? I I don't know. He might be. Dude, I can't oh, he, believe he can't he's a Canadian. If you were in North Korea. <laughs> uh, who will win a title first, OBX or Nola? Nola. I don't see OBX winning a title. Let me check the Compendium once again. Uh, it's... Let me just see. So, OBX have four players above 1,000. 
Actually, they they have two catchers above a thousand is the problem. They have a shortstop at fifteen hundred. Uh, they have Walker Cato at one thousand, and Walker Cato, Jesus Christ, what is Walker Cato's contract? It's long. Yeah, he's a lifer, dude. He's being paid like an average of like nine million for for how long? Until season thirty four. <laughs> Wait, so did he technically like sign the contract? No, I think he got no, extended. Wait, yeah. no, did he? So they were talking about this on the main server earlier, weren't they? Like that he'll be pitching until he's 100 TPE. So like, but not per year, but total is that? Well, he does have a team option from season because it's so long. So here's the contract notes. Uh, let me just copy paste this because I can't actually view this on the compendium. If Kato is used out of the bullpen, the bullpen, the following season's option becomes a player option, and then he has a team option from season 30 to 34. I like this. I really like that's actually that that's smart. It's a good contract, other than the fact that he's getting paid like. Nine million. I guess that's would be his prime years. I mean, yeah. Once the prime years are over and he he's a couple of seasons in the regression, if he still has a swap left, swap to relief, and then, I mean, just keep going with it at that point. I don't yeah. Know. I mean, to be I honest, I can't say it's a good contract, but. Mm. I don't. No, what looks like the better team. I think that the Rugrus do look like the better team just because they have those players at like regression year 16, 17 at like 700 TPE. Most of the 700 TPE players and up from the Aviators are from like regression season 16. Um, like they have a regression season 18 player at 730 and our regression eh, I mean our best regression we have two regression season 18 players at like 700 740 and 715 respectively for what am I at I'm on season Distefano you're at 556 honestly I'm not sure it all comes down to what FA moves that they make yeah because New Orleans really has the potential to make some FA moves once all the contracts die down, but I'm not thrilled the f- about the f- like season 23, which is like supposed to be our competing year. But like everyone's signed to, we already have 80 million taken up for season 23. Right. So, so that's yeah. going to be a bit tough. I think the current meta for contracts is sort of built up around like like long-term deals that kind of die down at the end and you have to have I everyone mean, coming out at the same time. OBX is going to be able to spend next year. So in all likelihood, they have a better shot at getting deeper in the playoffs and getting lucky enough to win a championship. Right. I, Cause neither of these teams are going to win it this year or next year. Yeah, I think they do. But like, I'm maybe, I don't like these deals that they have to be honest. I don't know. I don't mind them at all. Some of these are pretty spread out. Uh, I think that they have a clear window in mind with how things yeah. drop off. But I, like, for some reason, for the New Orleans deals, I just, I don't like the fact that J.R. Cook and Brewer and 
DiStefano. I mean, I really love this DiStefano's deal. I mean, he's getting paid five mil, then one mil, then point five mil. Mm-hmm. Season twenty four, twenty five, twenty six. But I don't like Jack Cook's deal. What about my deal? It's, it's a great deal, except I mean, your deal not earn so that I yeah, I think yours is good, just because it kind of dies down at the end. But Jared Cook has like twelve point seven, eleven point seven, eleven point seven, ten point seven, ten point seven, ten point seven. It's flat. Um, it's very flat. That's very flat. It's but flat. when I'm thinking about it, right, like he's gonna at the end of that deal, he's going to be at like thirteen hundred TPE, like maybe fourteen, fifteen hundred TPE. So maybe it's not that bad. Yeah. I mean, I might be slightly biased, but I think the players on NOLA, regardless of TPE, are better. <laughs> I think that is biased. But I do see, like, J.R. Cook's max earner, or, like, at this stage, is, like, max earning. Because he's at 890 TPE of Season 17 regression. That is max earning. Um... Christopher Bureau is also like max earning pretty much. Um DiStefano's max earning uh again, I think J.R. Cook is gonna become a really fucking good player. But he just needs to to like actually like the sim needs to favor him. I mean, but here's the thing. So OBX has a very active squad too. When you look at their seventeen and eighteen guys and even their 19s, I mean, these are people who are earning the majority. Yeah, they got a season 17 player, Tom Shu at 907. Yep. So, I don't know. A lot of my takes at the beginning are really bad. Then I actually look at them, and then I, I do think, like, I'm going to be completely unbiased here. I think OBX does have a better chance at winning before us. Yeah, they have an edge just because their their window's pretty clear on when they can spend money. We're going to have to wait a little while. Yeah. And... That might work out for us. We'll see. We'll see who else rises to power in that twenty-three, twenty-four time frame. Uh, I think there's some other teams that definitely could. Um, but yeah, for now, OBX probably would win it first. We'll see. I, I'm gonna just. I would like to have the potential of being able to brag to you guys. So I'm just gonna say Nola. Again, no buy it. Uh, Sounds like would... we need to go to the user bets, but. <laughs> Which Rougarou will win MVP first? Bonanza. Really? Really? Yeah, I mean... It's hard to say. I don't even know if Rougarou will win MVP. Like, I'm not really sure how our team is going to do once we're all, like, in our prime. But just looking at this now, I honestly think it's going to be Bonanza. I think just based off earning, I think it might be De Stefano Jr. Because I mean, you know, he's gonna max earn no matter what. Yeah, every single season. but max earning's not necessarily like, especially with these new archetypes where like you can get maxed out on like offense or like defense, uh, fairly easily mm-hmm. compared to because I think there's like less TP that you can spend on offense now compared to like last archetypes i mean those are guys we're mentioning guys who are all-stars already yeah so i i agree that stefano jr he's the guy um i i definitely think that he has the best chance he's going to be in his prime years i'm while the rest of the team is kind of there i'm not saying that 
he won't win it. I'm just saying that Bonanza is going to get to that, like, 1,500-1,600 TP range first. Um, I think Bonanza will get to 1,500 before Regression. Because Regression for us, Season 15 players, I think it's at Season 26. Like, between Season 25 and 26 off-season? Or is it 26-27 off-season? It's one of those. Actually... No, 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 no. It's season twenty three, twenty four off season. It's yeah, I was it's in our like three or four. Yep. It's in our uh tenth year, I think. Regression starts. I have a spreadsheet right now, uh, that I made of like regression per like how much TP gets regressed, uh, per like TP you start out with at uh at your ninth season. Depending on how much, like, if you, like, earn 150 TPE every season. So, I have, it like, if I had, like, 1300 TPE, uh, once I hit season 22, I'll, or once I hit season 23, if I have 1300 TPE, I'll, uh, like, get to 1276 TPE if I earn 150 TPE, uh, after the first regression season. So... There's a point, like, if you have a lot of TP, you, like, no matter how much TP you earn, you're still gonna lose, uh, TP off your first regression season. I just, I wanna see another player be like Penny Coward and just, just keep going. I'm like, probably, I'm gonna. They suck now, just keep going. That's gonna be my strat. Like, I really wanna just drag out Snack as far as he can. Like even if even if I don't max earn, I mean I haven't been a max earner. I'm like a season behind, but I mean, I it's still... possible to yeah. do it for me in the long run. A reliever is the one who makes sense to do that with, right? Yeah, yeah. you, you can naturally be a reliever, have more you go into starter and then you can go back to being a reliever. Right, or you could just stay a reliever forever, which is probably what I'll do. But um, which is a weird Mariano Rivera call. Of this league. I just I feel like there aren't enough elite relievers in our history. Like the Cowers thing is really cool. But he and, was in his prime. He did become a starter for like five right. years. There's and so, not really any just like staying as a reliever forever. I just I think that it could be very interesting. Although maybe not the meta play when you think about how you construct a perfect team with the yeah. new limits. But I think there's some space to, uh, you know, have thousand plus TPE relievers who um, are pretty well optimized. I'm just excited to do it. I'm gonna do it regardless. So um, it's gonna be pretty cool someday, hopefully. All right, we only have three questions left. They come from Hummus God. Which are better, questions or exclamation? I think questions are better because you have to think less because an exclamation would mean you have to be paying attention to whatever you're exclaiming to but a question means you're not paying attention and you can just ask the question about it um I think I'm not sure like really depends on the situation I like I like exclamations you can go E God or uh um 
I don't, I don't know. Eureka! Th- those are pretty cool. See, an exclamation yeah. takes confidence. It's like a... Yeah. It it has oomph to it, I guess, <laughs> compared you to a question. Having confidence. <laughs> Eureka? What kind of questions do you prefer most? That's pretty open-ended. That's the question he posed. I like uh, I like questions that require me to kind of read into something or I like, figure out some sort of problem. I like questions that have to do with snack. <laughs> I like questions that I know the answer to because then I don't look stupid. <laughs> snack, how do you hold a baseball bat? Can with you the, please tell me? With the with the tail. You just kind of... And, like, how are you able to around. follow through? Like, I, I don't understand. Yeah, have you like... watched that one episode of Rick and Morty where, like, the snake plays baseball? No, I don't have a high enough IQ, so... That's how... Here, here. It's Rick and Morty It's like, I'm thinking about getting into the box, planet. and then you're swinging. How are you going to first? Like, I, I don't... You just kind of wriggle your way over there. <laughs> What kind of snake are you? I don't know. Anaconda? I haven't thought into that yet. You're this far in and you haven't specifically picked out a species I'm of just snake. a snack, okay? It's just a snack. You see, you see that? You see what I just linked? That's how, that's how you hold a baseball. A baseball bat. Oh, I totally have seen this. I just completely forgot about that. <laughs> The final question of the podcast is how many questions were you expecting versus how many you actually got? I was, I was expecting, expecting zero. Like, I mean, I, I <laughs> thought that we would get a couple. I didn't expect we would get so much from one person that we have to skip almost all of them. No, I want more <laughs> questions. I want more questions from them. <laughs> I miss Billy uh, Sam. I want more questions from him. He asked, what is the average flight speed of an unwanted God damn swallow? it. The African or European swallow. <laughs> uh, which of the King Henry's was the most average? The third. I'm going to say the first because I've never heard of the first. I could also be actually so so famous, if but... King Henry the Eighth was the least average. I know I only know King Henry the Eighth and King Henry the Fourth. So then it would be the fourth. It would be the fourth because because like the fourth or fourth or fifth because those are like the two numbers in between one and eight. That is how numbers work. So the four point fifth one. So like when. The fifth one was still, like, in the womb, was when there was the most average King Henry. Uh, I don't know. Probably. Alright. I think that's enough for the Phillies' bad questions. <laughs> <laughs> Are they all like this? 
<laughs> Almost all of them are. There's a few PvE ones, and then there's just random ones like that. They're like, if peanut butter wasn't called peanut butter, what would it be called? Uh, um, what is your peanut spread kind of microwave? <laughs> I don't actually know any whatever matches microwave. the microwave appliances. Look, let's be real here. That's what matters. <laughs> no way. Wait, that's actually a really thought-provoking question. Is there a difference between any brand of microwaves? Yes, like, what separates microwaves from each other? Microwaves that like are just weird. Like with the the um. Then get a non-weird one. Are. Yeah, but then that brand is bad, so you don't want that brand. What the flip? So there's different features. You got to think about reliability, right? You got to think about build quality. Look, to be honest, I'm just choosing whatever Consumer Reports has at the top thing. Like, that's it. That's really what it's going to come down to. I'm just going to buy the microwave. I, if, if I'm ever buying a microwave, I'm walking into a store, I'm seeing a microwave, I'm grabbing that microwave. I, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Okay, what's, what's another question? Um... Were the hikers at the Diet Love Pass killed by a Yeti or hypothermia or something else like military experiments? Cannibalism, and then the Yeti, and then hypothermia. Due to my security clearance, I am not allowed to answer said question. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Alright, next question. Do you think Libra Primus will ever be solved? These are just becoming more and more weird! That's one I still need to write down an answer to. <laughs> what is really Libra cannot, Primus? I really cannot tell you guys how much time last night I actually spent reading conspiracy theories because of this. <laughs> the fuck is that? What is it? I have no clue. Uh, you're a mad scientist. What experiments would you run if money and ethics weren't an issue? Um... Something to ex- like make us immortal, I guess. Like, Maybe. It's I mean, how is it boring? Is Our what if you become boring. immortal? What if what if you find out how to be immortal? That there's a limited, like it only works on some people, and you become immortal, and then all the people that you know just go die. Okay, you know I just know more people. They're just gonna die. And you're I just. just I mean, that's just, that's just, that's just how it is anyway. If I make a friend, either I'm gonna die or they're gonna die. No, but you're not gonna live, like, forever just knowing about that one. Sure, if you wanna die, you just throw yourself in the lava. But you're, okay, but you're immortal. But, like, like, it depends on the type of immortality, right? That's the thing, yeah, sure, but, like, there's, how are you gonna scientifically make yourself, like, actually invulnerable? I don't know, but I'm a mad scientist who doesn't care about ethics and has infinite resources. I'm yeah. gonna figure it out. Hopefully. I tell you, like, uh, you gotta you, see. See, you have to make yourself biologically immortal first, and then you figure that out because you're probably gonna die before you have the time to figure out how to make yourself invulnerable. I mean, personally, I think if I had to run some sort of experiment stuff, it'd have to do with like basic prisoner's dilemma. And then somehow involve tacos. So like we need a fish tacos uh, conspiracy see, podcast. You could see if like that one that with the dogs, or, like you ring the bell and they start salvaging. You could see if that works on people with tacos. 
I just really like tacos. I, I don't know what else I'm supposed to say about that, but I'm a big uh, fan. You could experiment on people. How many tacos does it take to have one person have such bad diarrhea that they die? That is a unethical experiment. That's for sure. Uh, how 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 many? How about we just experiment with how many menu items Taco Bell can remove before they completely go out of business? Because at this point, I'm pretty fed up. I'm just gonna pretend like I regularly go to Taco Bell and agree with you. <laughs> it says, "Do you know who Joe Jorgensen is?" And I'm gonna have to say, "Yes, no, please be I the last one." <laughs> There's so many more. You want me to keep going? No. <laughs> and no, I don't know who that is. Okay. They're like a third-party candidate. So. All right, if we're done answering Phillies fans' questions. Then we have no more left. Have we completed the question ringer? I mean, I think we did a pretty good job here. We yeah. we kept things pretty PPE related for the most part. Uh, yeah. No, I feel like any closing really closing job. thoughts. Uh, Thanks for having me. I mean, I haven't done a podcast in about a season, so. I mean, I just put in a, a chat to the Rugaroos asking if anyone wanted to do a podcast, and you said sure. Yeah. And I mean, I need money really bad. <laughs> oh. We should have just named the podcast Need Money, Send Help. <laughs> we need money. <laughs> I mean, I'll change that to the description of the podcast, just in all caps, we need money really bad. I think if I have to if I have to close this on anything, it's the fact that um, I, I don't know how to pr- pronounce um, Rugaru, because I, I, I thought it, it was Rugaru. I think it's just Rugaru, Rugaru. I think. I seriously thought it was Rigaru, like, the Rigaru. whole time. We're talking from the inception of the team and me getting drafted. Oh, my God. Because it's French. Sounds like right you, though. Lugar! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you are not yet a member of PBE and would like to learn more, visit us online at www.probaseballexperience.jcink.net.